Hello and welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and this is episode number 33, my episode with Lisa Welsh. Lisa is the boundary BFF you wish you'd met sooner. She spent years being a doormat, accepting constant boundary violations and compromising her core values. She finally found her voice and turned it all around. Now, Lisa's on a mission to help women say no to people-pleasing and overcommitment without any guilt. Her clients come to her overwhelmed, exhausted, and resentful and leave feeling assertive and alive. I am so excited to be able to bring you this interview today. Lisa is actually in South Africa, so it was really fun to try and find a time where both of us could sit down and do this interview, but we managed to do it, and I'm so glad. Last week, we talked about prioritizing time management and being productive, and today, Lisa is going to talk about being able to say no and setting healthy boundaries. Without further ado, please help me welcome Lisa Welsh. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, I'm absolutely wonderful. Thank you. How are you? Oh, good. I am so glad you could be here today. I have never done an interview with someone so far away before, so this is really exciting for me. (laughs) Me too, actually. And with such a time difference, we've managed to make it work, so I'm really grateful. (laughs) Fun. Well, my first word for you, since you are all the way in South Africa, is unjani. Unjani. Giafila, Monica. Unjani. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know what language... So we were speaking Isizulu there. That is one of the 11 languages over here in South Africa. Isizulu. Awesome. Jani means, how are you? Giapila means, I'm fine. That's wonderful. Oh, that's so great. Okay. Well, will you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I'm Lisa Welsh. I am a recovering people pleaser, a doormat who learned to pick herself up off the floor. (laughs) I'm married to a very loud gorilla man with gigantic hands, two beautiful sons aged 10 and 12, and a gorgeous stepson who will be eight next month. I'm originally from England, as I'm expect you will be able to hear, but I've lived in South Africa for about five years now. And I ended up here because of my husband, although the weather here definitely helped to bribe me. It's like a perpetual summer here in Durban. Yeah, so I absolutely adore it. So that's why I'm here and I'm hanging on staying for as long as I can. Well, that is awesome. Well, I can't remember how I came across your account, but I was so excited to meet you for several reasons. Number one, because I really <laughs> love your accent. Number two, I think you're awesome. I love love all of your material. And number three, every single time one of your posts come across my feed, I laugh so hard. So I would love to hear this. <laughs> you started your Instagram account. Wonderful. Thank you so much. First of all, that just warms my heart really, really and truly just to know that it makes you laugh because some of the messages are actually quite heavy. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Well, it's actually quite interesting how the account started. So I originally had just my very own Instagram account with just literally selfies and you know puppies and coffee (laughs) 
<laughs> and I set up a separate business account when I decided that I wanted to share my message to empower women, which has happened so organically. So I set up a business account, but it wasn't really personal. It didn't get any engagement. And you know, it was too much effort, to be honest, to share me on my account and then my passion on another account. It just didn't work at all. I didn't put my personality in, my personality into it. So I took a risk. It was actually a huge decision to close down the business one altogether with all of the followers that I had. That was scary. But even more scary was bringing my passion and my purpose onto my personal account it was actually, yeah, quite scary, to be honest. And yeah. tons of people unfollowed. <laughs> So that, that was absolutely fine. But because then I started to find the people that it really resonated with. And now I can be myself. I'm so glad that I did that. I just combined a lot. And as you see, I'm unfiltered. I just share me and my passion. And it, there's nothing hidden. There's nothing compartmentalized. It's just all there. And it, it's working. I'm just so I'm glad that it worked out in the end. Yeah, well, I, you're helping so many women because I thought every time I saw one of your posts, I was like, yes, amen to that. And then I started looking <laughs> And I thought, oh my goodness, this is so important for women to hear. Like it really is because we all struggle with setting boundaries. We all struggle with saying no. I think it's just yeah. like deep mm -hmm. biologically ingrained in us to be helpers and to want to do everything. Yeah. Sometimes it's to our own destruction. And so I love your message that is just really important for all of us to hear. So last week we talked about figuring out what's most important to us and being productive. And I think the fact that you teach about saying, no and setting boundaries and keeping your priorities clear is so awesome and timely as we're all getting our kids back to school and trying to figure out new schedules. Mm. Because once we've established our priorities and what we can handle, can you share with us how and why saying no is so important? Yes, this is such a good question, Monica. Thank you. Okay, well, it is absolutely essential that we learn to say no. That tiny word, it, it seems so simple, but we often don't really want to say no because we like to look like we have it all together. We're juggling all of the balls. Yes, we can make something for the cake sale. Yes, we can sew all the name tags in the uniform. Yes, of course, Susan, I'll help you with your garage sale. You know, it gets so overwhelming, but we want to, we don't want to disappoint anybody and we don't want to admit defeat. It feels like you're admitting defeat if you can't just have it all and have your hair perfect and the right <laughs> shoes. <laughs> we want people to think you're helpful, but you end up saying yes to favors you don't want to do, jobs you hate, you're at events that you don't want to be at, you're hanging out with people you don't like and it's your time and energy that end up being spent on things that aren't important to you and it just makes you feel stressed out <laughs> overwhelmed oh I've been there so the way that I tell my audience to actually say no is firstly by just taking a pause when somebody asks you to do something or when you have to make a decision just take a step back pause and check in with your priorities first so is this important to you is it worth spending your resources on check in with your gut so how do you actually feel feel about it? Do you want to? <laughs> Is it making your heart sing? Are you excited or do you feel dread, you know? Yeah. And then check in with your plate. What's already on your plate? Those three things, your priorities, your gut and your plate. Even if you want to do it, can you physically, are you capable right now or not? Because, you know, it can be literally, you can't do it right now. So when it actually comes to saying the word, <laughs> you can use a phrase, no, thank you. I'm not able to do that. Say it firmly and without excuses. That's the one of the main things that I teach people. Don't 
make any excuses and especially don't lie because you can end up getting tied up in these little knots and people can find loopholes or try to negotiate with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. say it firmly, keep it simple and then change the subject as quickly as you can because often we like to try and sugarcoat it or soften the blow. So say no and then walk away. <laughs> Yeah. That is that's the best way that I found to do it without feeling guilty. Yes, and that's and that's such a key portion without feeling guilty. But I think that probably looks mm. for everybody. Absolutely. So on your account, you call yourself a boundaries badass. Tell me what that means to you. <laughs> a boundaries badass. Yeah. <laughs> So (laughs) the reason that I call myself that, and it is, I suppose it's not very modest, (laughs) but the reason that I use that phrase is because growing up, my boundaries were just annihilated. They were violated horribly by people that I should have been able to trust. And I just learned to be quiet and put other people's needs first. It just didn't even occur to me to stand up for myself. And there's so many women on some degree that have had some kind of trauma taught them that they were not in control of their own lives and that the world isn't very safe. And that's how it felt for me. I grew up, I let people treat me however they wanted. It didn't even occur to me that that could be different. I just didn't have any tools. And it got to the point where I reached rock bottom and it was crazy because it looked like everything was going great because I was married, I had kids, the house, things looked good from the outside, but I wasn't living in my truth at all. And I felt like I was losing that flame of me. It was really, really painful. (laughs) The only way to get out of it was to like smash everything basically and start start from scratch and break out of that cocoon. And when I finally learned who I was and realized that I could protect myself, it changed everything. And then I became super passionate about it. As you can see, I can't stop talking about it. (laughs) And so I celebrated. I'm like, yes, I am a boundary badass. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing your story. That was very vulnerable. I appreciate you being vulnerable. So I would love it if you could talk about your seven D's of setting boundaries just for a little bit. You don't have to go into huge detail because I want people to go to your and watch your stuff, but I love your seven D's of boundaries. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So the seven D's, they're actually reactions that you might face when you're setting boundaries. So the first time, well, every time that you actually tell somebody, no, this is my boundary, you might end up having a whole range of reactions. So I call them the seven D's. So some of them I've like had to squeeze a D in. So just bear with me. First one is deal. That's when somebody just cooperates and says, sure, yep, I'll dick with your boundary. Great. That's the one you want, but doesn't usually happen. <laughs> the second D is to discuss. So that's when they try and negotiate. That's like, for example, when I said, don't make excuses when you're saying no, because then people try and get around it with discussions. Some people might draw back. So draw back is the third D. You know, they want, they salt. You tell them, no, I'm not able to do it this time. And they sulk and pull away. It's quite immature, but you have to just let them get a, get on with it if that's what they want to do. Four is disregard when they're just totally oblivious to what you say. Like they don't even, they don't even recognize that you have the right to have boundaries. They just disregard what you're saying. They're just insensitive to it. And that's similar to the fifth D, which is disrespect. But that's when people persist with their behavior, just regardless of the fact that you've asked them to stop. They just continue violating. They disrespect you. Then they get slightly worse. The sixth D is dismiss, which is when they just reject it. And it's kind of like a a manipulation technically they just tell you you're wrong or you're overreacting or you're unreasonable and they just dismiss what you've said as if it's totally unimportant and the seventh d is 
is the toughest one, especially for a people pleaser like most of us are, displeasure. And that is when somebody gets angry with you or tries to make you feel guilty. In, and it's thing to remember is that they're only trying to control you. When they react with displeasure that way, they're trying to get you to do what they want you to do. And so, yeah, that's one of the trickiest ones to actually face. But if you can kind of detach yourself from it and realize that you're not the cause of their anger, you're just standing up for yourself, <laughs> then yeah. that's, that's the best way to deal with it. But yeah, you never know what's going to happen when you set a boundary. It's a good way to learn about people. Yeah, that's amazing. That is such great advice. I love especially that last one, because at some point mm-hmm. in time, you will face displeasure. And it's really great to be able to understand that that isn't about you. That's mm-hmm. always going to be about them. Yes, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And try to resist fixing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you did share your story so beautifully, but I want to know how you got so bold and so courageous with the posts on your feed. (laughs) And I remember I posted a really vulnerable post and you and you liked it. And I said, I'm just channeling my inner Lisa. Like I just want to be like you. And so (laughs) that meant so much. So I have to say it happened gradually. It was I'd never necessarily intended to be quite as vulnerable as I am being. But and I still get really scared when I share some things. Recently, I shared a lingerie post and it showed like my tummy and my, my body insecurities out there on display. I was squealing when I hit post, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'm sharing my story. But the great thing is my husband is so supportive and he's cheering me on. And I think that really, really helps because I know that at a foundation level, everything is is straight at home, you know, and that's a good basis from which to be able to open up because I know that everything is is as it should be. The boundaries are set already at home. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but also the community online. My community is just amazing. They are so supportive and gradually dipped my toe into vulnerability. And thanks to their support, I've just felt more and more comfortable opening up and just let myself be more and more, more and more me. And the way that I'm seeing women respond to it, it means it's almost addictive because they are feeling, they're feeling good from seeing what I'm sharing and it's helping them. And it just that's what gives me the courage just seeing that it's actually making a difference so we all relate so well we're like yes I've been there yes I understand (laughs) yeah so have you ever had to with like harsh criticism of your work and how do you respond to that well honestly not as much as I expected but yes I have had criticism even this morning I had a tweet (laughs) (laughs) on the lingerie photo that I just shared the one I just mentioned saying oh my god put some clothes on (laughs) like they were disgusted by it you know and you know it actually made me laugh and it's taken a while because you know it took a lot of courage to put that photo out and I know it's not to everybody's taste it wasn't a vulgar image but it was just very real very raw so it doesn't worry me people will be triggered by what I'm sharing because it's really real and it's like the warts and all people some people only want to see the pretty stuff you know <laughs> so if I do have if I do get criticism I do let it wash over me I don't spend time mulling over it in fact I just blocked that person I didn't react I wasn't upset by it and yeah occasionally I do I had a really ugly DM a little while back and you know I actually screenshot it and I put it on my Instagram story I covered mm-hmm. their name and I just said this troll needs a big hug and Aww, I just thought you know yeah. I wanted to share the fact that it, yeah I am getting ugly messages sometimes and it's nothing to be scared of 
life. It's nothing to be discouraged by. Just put it out. It's content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's a great way yeah, to and I, I love that. Yeah, and the community, as I said, the community of women keep me motivated. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like you always have a smile on your face, but I want to know, I mean, I know that, uh, do you ever get down and discouraged? And if so, what do you do to pull yourself out of it and keep going? I do get down and discouraged. I think my, my resting face is a smile, though. <laughs> I just smile so much, which is why I have such like crow's feet, like fine lines around my eyes. <laughs> but uh, I started this whole platform before I was ready, to be honest. I'm always learning and I'm making mistakes all the time. So I do make errors. I have put out my like my first online product that just fell flat. And I'm often wondering, am I doing the right thing? But I'm just, as I mentioned, seeing how my message is transforming women is enough to keep me going and actually making me excited, like tingling with excitement that, I'm, that I just can't stop. And I, but I have to be honest and tell you that there are days when I feel very down and I am so affected emotionally that my energy, if something, if something sad happens in my life or even a little fight with my husband, for example, I am so affected. My energy is so flat that I cannot create content. Like I cannot write. I cannot, I, it's crazy how much I'm affected by it. Actually, I just feel sometimes like my heart is on my sleeve for one, I want of a better phrase. And it's, I benefit because I absorb all the good vibes, but I also am learning to protect myself from the bad vibes. So I even, I kind of visualize like a force field sometimes around me to repel bad vibes when there's negativity happening, which I don't, I try not to read the news and I try not to, you know, if, if people are sharing sad stories on Facebook, then I'll just try and scroll past and almost just not be naive, but just protect myself from it because I'm really affected. So yeah, I, I protect my energy like crazily. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great content moving forward because that's so important, especially as we live in to just recognize that, you know, we can only put our energy towards so much. And so it is important to set boundaries mm. on that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, so tell me what your secret is to not taking yourself or your work too seriously, because I know we can each get into that trap sometimes too. Yes, that's a great question as well. I think, you know, when you've been at your absolute rock bottom, and you found a way through, you just it's almost like you build up an immunity and from that perspective everything is a bit lighter you don't have to take on the heaviness I mean some of the ladies that I work with I'm in there sharing their deep obstacles and their issues and working through it with them and yet I'm able to step away and not carry that with me because I can see the benefit that I'm bringing them and I understand it's their journey so it's just keeping the lighter side no matter how heavy things get that knowing that we will be able to come through it and as a family also we are such a we have such a sense of humor we're very playful and it's like my sanctuary really I just my kids are hilarious and they both have their own YouTube channels and they like always you know they're just fun I really enjoy being around them and my husband is also he's the cheekiest person I, I know <laughs> so it definitely helps <laughs> awesome so if you could teach your boys one thing that their mom stands for that you never want them to forget what would that one thing be this has to be the easiest question for me I want them to be themselves no matter what that is my one message to them embrace their crazy weird oddness be themselves and let that shine through because the pain of squeezing into a mold is devastating and it can sometimes take you like a decade to even realize how much pain 
you're in. I just want them to be able to bloom into themselves, whatever that looks like. I'm, I'm excited. I think this is the first time in our history where your future can be anything, literally. I mean, look at us. We're sat on the other side of the world and we're having this great conversation and we're making these connections and who would have known that that could be a thing? So yes, yes be themselves. That's the message I'd love to, for them to take. I love that, Lisa. This has been seriously one of the most enjoyable interviews I've ever done. Tell my listeners oh, find more of you and what you're working on right now. Brilliant. I'm very easy to find. <laughs> I am It's Lisa Welsh on everything. It's Lisa Welsh is my Facebook page and my Instagram and my Twitter. And uh, I think it's also my Pinterest. I'm all over the place. But it's also my website, www.itslisawelsh.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am. But most of the time I'm hanging out on Instagram stories. That's where I love to be. But what I'm working on right now, so I've just launched an online course, How to Set Boundaries, which is, I made it super easy to digest. It's just three modules, the basics, the mindset, and the method. 70 minutes designed to just change your life. And of course I included all the outtakes. <laughs> That are hilarious. Oh, I'm seriously going to purchase that right now. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, that's quite amusing. And one of the most exciting things for me is I've just accepted a new group of one-on-one clients that will be starting working with on Monday. And that always just lights me up. So yes, I'm very excited about that. So, And I'm just so excited to be on your podcast too. So thank you. It's just wonderful making global connections. Yeah. Well, buy a donkey. Sweet (laughs) That is my... Buy a donkey. (laughs) So buy a donkey is Afrikaans and that means thank you. But it sounds so much like buy a donkey. It's actually hilarious. But the, the South African language, there are, there are, like I said, there are 11 official languages, but most people just speak a combination of myriad of words and slang. And it's, they, re, they call it the Rainbow Nation. And it's absolutely true because there's so many words to learn. But I do love it as amusing as it is. I, I'm learning stuff all the time. And on my Instagram stories, I do a little feature, I think you know, called Safa yeah. Speak, where I try and share one word each day. And the reaction is brilliant because things like they call trans- Traffic lights, they call robots. I mean, there's no sense in that whatsoever. Awesome. Well, I love it. I love it. We wish you the best, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming on today and good luck with everything that you're working on. And I hope that you will all go check out It's Lisa Welsh because she is just a gem. Oh, Monica, thank you so much. And I'm so honored to be invited onto your podcast too. I've really, really enjoyed it. You guys, seriously, I was smiling from ear to ear and giggling during that whole interview. I feel like when I got on the phone with Lisa, I was talking to literally my best friend. She is so relatable, so fun to talk to, and has so much great wisdom to share with us. If you found this episode helpful and you have a friend who wants to please everyone and needs some help setting healthy boundaries, please, please, please tap on the upper right hand corner of this episode, the three little dots, and share it out to anyone you know who could use a little help setting boundaries for self-preservation. I'm so grateful you guys showed up today. I hope this information was helpful for you. And until next week, have courage, be kind, and stay on the brighter side. <music>